It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Matt Hausman. Glad to be with you again. Smart Money Questions Podcast. And I'm really excited about the topic today because you guys have been hearing me talk, quite frankly, probably since fourth quarter last year about the potential tax changes, what we were anticipating, what they were talking about last year. Then it goes into law. We've done a couple workshops on it. I've done a couple podcasts. I interviewed a buddy of mine that's a tax professional. But what I wanted to talk to you about today was we recently got our taxes filed. We had filed an extension and we were just now doing our personal tax return. And one of the things I noticed in reviewing it with our tax professional or CPA was there was a column about this is where you're at for 2017. So just to go over, that's what we just filed was 2017 taxes. And this is what the new, I believe it's called the Tax and Jobs Act of 2017. And if everything stays the same as your 17, this is what you would look in 2018. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to go through the various things that changed, good and bad, from 2017 to 2018 and kind of let you know in our personal situation what we can expect based on the new tax code. So with that being said, let me give a disclaimer. This is for informational purposes only. Consider it education. Consider it, hopefully, as our name suggests, Smart Money Questions, it's going to get you to start thinking about your own situation. You should contact your professionals that you deal with, either a financial advisor or accountant, to see how this is going to benefit you and maybe some tax strategies you can take advantage of with the new tax law. So just to go over, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to use my personal situation and kind of let you know the good, the bad, the good things that are going to be happening now in 18, maybe some of the bad things and then what the overall change, good or bad, would be based on if, again, last year's numbers are the same as they would be in 2018 and what this new tax law is going to offer us. So let's talk about this real quick. As I mentioned, this is on our personal tax return. So I'm not going to talk anything about the corporate stuff, just on our personal Maggie and I's tax returns individually. So the first thing, what we're going to assume, or what this report that the CPA gave us was, was based on 2017. If the 2018 Tax Act was in place last year, this is how you would have benefited. So let's make the assumption in 2018, all of our income levels are going to be the same. So for instance, the income that Maggie and I have on our tax return, this is on page one, is going to be W-2 earnings. We have W-2 earnings. We also have S-Corp profits that come from the corporation and roll onto our personal tax return. And then we have investment income that the majority of is a long-term capital gain. So really, those are the three things, the three types of income that we have on our tax return from last year. So then when we look at page two of the tax returns, that's where we get into deductions, whether itemizing or taking a standard and exemptions. And this is where the reporting came in. When we look at what the new tax law is going to have, one of the things we've all heard is that there have been a big increase in the standard deduction. 
So in our particular case, married filing jointly, our standard deduction used to be $12,700. That number has moved all the way to $24,000 as the standard deduction. So just to let you know what that means, that means if I'm going to itemize my deductions, I would have to have enough itemized deductions to be over $24,000, and then my Schedule A will come into place. Well, one of the things I noticed from the report that the CPA provided us was that our itemizing last year to this year, we were going to lose almost 20% of our deductibility or our deductions from last year are not going to move over and be available in this year. And so I wanted to jump into that. That's a big number, 20%. And what I found is when I went in and kind of, okay, let's go to the next step, which is why is there that reduction? What I noticed was we were losing 42% of what we had been able to use as a deduction last year in what they're calling the SALT or the state income tax and real estate local taxes that you're paying. We were losing 42% of just that category in our Schedule A. It was a big number that helped to contribute to the overall loss of 20%. So just to help everyone understand what they did is in the SALT, there is a maximum amount that is allowed of $10,000, and that is to include all of your real estate taxes and your state income taxes, any other local taxes that you're paying, you can only write off 10 grand. So you might've paid $20,000 but you can only use $10,000 on the Schedule A. So that was a big contributing factor. In our particular case, many people know, you know, PA, they've got pretty good-sized real estate taxes, and we obviously live here. In addition, we're still paying in state income tax to the state of PA because we're working. And so both of those, we ended up losing 42% just in that one category. And so I'm looking down, and at first when I'm looking at this report, it's like I knew this was going to be coming. I didn't know it was going to be to that extent. So losing you know, 20% of our overall deduction, the next question is, okay, well, am I going to still be able to itemize? Do I have deductions over that $24,000 number that is the standard deduction? And quite frankly, this whole year, I was thinking that you know, just in general numbers in my head that we were just going to take a standard. But after looking at the report, we will still be able to itemize, not to the extent that we were able to. So 20% of that is now gone from what we used to be able to take advantage of. And so, you know, when I'm initially looking at this, well, this doesn't look very good. That's number one. And then the second thing is we used to be given an amount that would reduce our taxable income called an exemption. And the exemption is essentially however many people are in the house that you are claiming on the tax return. So in our case, it is Maggie and I and the kids, two kids, is that we were getting $4,050 for each one of us. So as a total, that was reducing our taxable income down by $16,200. Well, guess what? They did away with it. That's gone. So now I'm really concerned I mean, I'm looking, okay, we lost 20% of our itemized deductions, poof, can't use those anymore. Now I've got, you know, four of us in the house. We used to be able to write off a little over $16,000, boom, they did away with that. 
So now I'm looking, well, my taxable income is clearly going to be going up. And going back to page one, the one thing I wanted to make sure that they had in the report is we contribute to an HSA. It's a type of healthcare plan that we have, health insurance. They're still using that. So we're still going to contribute to the HSA to the maximum. And we're still contributing to an IRA, only the maximum. In our particular case, it's only $5,500 per person. That's it. That's the only qualified money that we put into. And they still had that on the report for comparing 17 into 18. So we still have that. And that helps reduce our adjusted gross income on page one, even before we get to the deductions or the no longer exemptions that I was just talking about. So I remember when Rich came in and I was interviewing him back at the beginning of the summer and he talked about the good, bad, and the ugly of the new tax code. And I'm initially looking at this report and I'm thinking, well, I must be falling into the ugly because clearly my taxable income has gone up and what am I going to have to pay? But here is the greatest news of all. Our overall tax bill, if everything was the same from last year to this year, same income numbers, still contributing to the HSA, still contributing to the IRA, a reduction in our deductions by 20%, and the removal of our exemptions of close to $16,000, our overall tax bill went down by 28%. That's right. You heard it. Our overall federal tax bill went down almost 28%, a huge reduction in our tax obligation for this year, all things being equal compared to last year. So I'm telling you that because hopefully you can see that there's going to be some changing that's happening with the tax code you know, when you're talking with your accountant next year and you're doing your tax returns. But the biggest benefit that I have seen now personally, and we have numbers to show it, is it comes in the expansion and the lowering tax rates on the brackets. We'll make sure to reference them on the show notes here. We always have a PDF showing the old brackets versus the new brackets, and you can see it right there. You know, married filing jointly or even looking at single, across the board, there were reductions of how much tax you pay at each bracket. So in our particular case, even though our taxable income is clearly more than it was last year, with the new tax rates, we are going to see a reduction in tax cost by almost 28%. So Maybe your accountants did this. You know, I noticed it was part of their software package, and then I was speaking to them about it for the returns of 17. If you have a tax professional that does that, maybe you can go in and even see yours and see this type of reporting that I was provided. But if not, I'm telling everyone, please get encouraged, and we're coming to the end. We're in the fourth quarter now, coming to the end of this year. And based on these new tax rates, you've heard me talk before about Roth conversion opportunities. If you're still working, there's going to be a reduction in your tax cost. Where can we put that extra money? In our particular case, what we're going to do is we're going to use that to help fund 
additional investments. We're not going to just, you know, go spend it. We actually are going to have a strategy. But one of the things that you guys hear me talk about all the time is recognizing these tax opportunities, and we do not want to allow January 1st to come along without exploring, in this case, what these new tax opportunities look like. And so whether it's us, whether it's your own tax professional, whether it's your own financial advisor, please be proactive and be speaking to them and looking at, first of all, what is going to be the benefit of the new Tax Reform Act and how is it going to affect me, especially if I'm working? And then what strategies, if any, can I take advantage of? So, Hopefully that's been helpful. Again, my personal situation and how the new tax law is going to affect us, quite frankly, in a very good way, even though initially wasn't looking too good as I was going down the report until I got to the very bottom. So if you have any other questions specifically about this, you can simply email us at info at smartmoneyquestions.com or if you've got another topic or some type of a scenario, maybe around this, feel free to reach out to us either at smartmoneyquestions.com or simply email us and we'll make sure to address them. So hopefully everyone is as excited about the new tax code as I am. So make sure you're out there, you're looking to take advantage of the new tax code in this year as we're coming to an end. And that's all I've got. Hopefully it's been helpful. Matt Hausman, Smart Money Questions Podcast, signing off. We'll talk to you guys soon.